Have you ever wondered why it is that two people can be sitting next to each other, listening to the same person talk, learning the same information? One person goes out, has wild success. The other person goes out and can't seem to put one foot in front of the other. What's the difference? What is it that makes some people consistently successful and some people seem to just struggle year after year, decade after decade? Is it possible that there's something specific that one person does different that leads to consistent success? So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it's so great to have you joining me for a new episode. I know you're going to love this one. we got a great show coming up here, and uh, it's just going to be uh, maybe one of your favorites ever. Before we get there, I want to say a big thank you to all of you who have reached out uh, following my previous episode about the Nashville flood and asked how you could help. I promised that I would give you some resources. And so I want to do that at this moment right here. There is one organization called Hands On Nashville. You can find them at H-O-N, as in Hands On Nashville, handsonnashville.org, H-O-N.org. And my understanding is, at least at this moment, they are taking all donations and everything is getting passed straight through. There's no administrative fees or anything. And so handsonnashville.org, I think, is probably the best place that you can help uh, facilitate donating to um, tornado victims here in the Nashville area. So thank you so much for everybody reaching out and asking how you could be part of that. Uh, It really means the world to me and really means the world to the people downtown that are uh, struggling so much with uh, with losing their homes and everything. So again, that's handsonnashville.org, H-O-N.org, and uh, I know that they would appreciate that. For this episode, I decided to talk about energy. It's not a common topic for me to talk about, but in the wake of the tornado activity in Nashville last week, and kind of as a follow-up to the previous episode, I decided to talk about the subject of energy, and I've called this the biggest energy crisis facing the world. Uh, What I did not expect is I didn't expect that Monday morning, which is today as I'm recording this, we would wake up and see that the oil markets are down about 20%. So it turns out that maybe the timing on this was just absolutely perfect. But what I want to talk about is not energy in the sense of uh, crude oil or coal or solar energy or some of the energy that maybe you're used to thinking of. The biggest energy crisis in the world is the energy that you emit and that I emit and that each of us emit on this planet. Now, that may sound a little bit strange. We often are hearing about, you know, global climate change and all these different issues that are affecting the globe. But when we talk about energy, the reality is everything in the universe has a certain energy about it. You have an energy. I have an energy. Plants have an energy. We've been able to identify that uh, there's a frequency that, that foods have. It's one of the reasons that some foods end up healing the body better than other foods. Even the earth itself has a certain energy about it. And it's been measured with something we call the Schumann resonances, which is Uh, Well, it's way beyond what I understand, but basically it's a way of measuring the low frequencies of the Earth's magnetic fields. 
And so I say all this to just say this, that there is an energy in everything. And not only is there an energy, but all energy has both a positive and a negative charge. Well, if all things have an energy about it and you are part of all things, then that means that we can influence the energy around us. Part of what stimulated this conversation is a lunch I had with a friend of mine last week, and he was feeling a little bit sick, and I just made the comment in the wake of the tornado. I said, man, it's amazing how low the energy is in the city. It's like there's this huge oppression on the town. And he agreed with me, and he said, maybe that's why I'm feeling so sick, because he was feeling kind of cold-like symptoms and whatnot. And we got to talking about it, and that's what stimulated this idea that there is so much energy that is both positive and negative, and we all have our role to play in that energy. If the entire city feels this negativity, what do you think is going to happen to the energy field of the city? It's going to come down. Remember post 9-11 how heavy the city felt, the country felt. Uh, remember in the wake of Hurricane Katrina how heavy the city of New Orleans felt and how heavy the country was. That's an example of a collective group of people having low energy. And when you have such a group with low energy, what do you think is going to happen? Well, it's going to pull all the energy around it down. Now, in a contrast, if you've ever gone to maybe a Super Bowl or somewhere where there's a lot of people together with really high energy, what happens? There's just this electricity about it. Have you ever been to a really awesome rock concert or a Super Bowl or you know anything where there's just a lot of people in the same area and they're all excited about the same thing. All the resonances are higher. The frequencies are higher. The excitement, the energy is positive. And whenever I'm talking about energy, that's what I'm referring to. We all play our role in it. Well, guess what? It's not just about a city. It's not just about you know things happening good or bad. It's not just about the overall energy of the planet. It happens in our little micro communities, and it happens to us individually. One of the things I like to say is where focus goes, energy flows. Where focus goes, energy flows. So you can choose to focus on negative things. Or you can choose to focus on positive things. You can choose where your energy is going to go. And where you focus, that's what you're going to get more of. So my question for you is where is your energy going? There's a group out in California known as the Heart Math Institute, and they have spent a lot of effort working to identify how energy fields work around the human body. One of the things they've discovered is that we have more than one intelligence. For most people, if we ask them where the center of their intelligence is, they would say the brain, because that's what our Western culture has taught us. But what we're discovering is actually the heart is exponentially more intelligent than the brain. And that explains why sometimes we've, you know, used as a colloquialism, just, you know, think from the heart or feel from the heart. Because it turns out that the heart actually has an intelligence. We have a gut intelligence. We have all sorts of different intelligences in the body. And it's only in recent years that science is able to really prove some of these things. And it's really in the field of quantum physics. Now, this is way beyond my pay grade, but let me help you understand a little bit of what I do understand. Each of these intelligence centers of our body has an energy field that emanates from the body. In fact, they're able to show now with technology, they're able to show how far these energy fields can emanate from the body. And around the brain itself, it's about a three-foot area where this energy 
expands outside of the body. Now, if you move down to the heart, what they've been able to show is that the energy from the heart can expand as much as 20 feet or further. And it's not just that, but whenever two people are in sync, if they're emotionally in sync, the heart energy can actually travel untold distances. Now, no one can explain this. No one's been able to explain how this happens. But in the quantum world, we are starting to understand that it does happen. So if you've ever heard somebody say, I'm sending you good energy, I'm sending you good vibes, without even realizing what they're talking about, that's what they're doing. They're giving you some of that heart energy, and they're sending it your way. Some people have said, well, I felt your love around the world, or I felt this on the other side of the world. And that's part of what they were experiencing. I had a unique experience myself uh, back in 2013, whenever my grandfather passed away. This was a grandfather that I had a very close relationship with. And he had been sick, but he was back home, and everybody thought he was going to be fine for at least a while. And so I went ahead and left town on a business trip. And I was actually out of the country at the time. And I had two days left on my trip, and my mother called and said that he wasn't doing well, and he may not make it before I get back. And sure enough, that night, around 11 o'clock, he died. Well, what was interesting is I was tied up in an event, and I was surrounded by other people. But that night, whenever he passed away, even though I was hundreds of miles on the other side of the country, I knew deep down, like right right there in that moment, I felt something that said, your grandfather just passed away. It was like I, I felt his presence. And then sure enough, within a couple of hours, I got the word that that was right around the time that he had passed away. Now, what is that? There's no way that intellectually I could have known that he had passed away. It was an energy experience that happened. I literally in that moment felt this energy that said, it's over, he's gone. And I knew it and I was at peace about it. It's an energy. Back in the early 2000s, around 2005, 2006, a book came out called The Secret, in which the author introduced to this generation a concept known as the Law of Attraction. Now, if you watch the movie and if you read the book, you kind of get this idea that if you just sit there and hold your hands right, you can attract anything into your life and you don't have to do anything for it. That is essentially what uh, people took from this book, unfortunately. Uh, The truth behind it is while I don't think you can just sit there and wave your arms and attract whatever you want in your life, there's a truth to it because it's about focusing your energy. That's the reality. They didn't really talk about that. They didn't present it in those terms, but that's what they were saying. You get the energy that you attract. So if you're focused on an energy of fear, you're going to get more fear in your life. If you're focused on an energy of hope, you're going to get more hope in your life. I asked the question at the beginning of the podcast, how is it the two people can sit in a room and hear the same lecture, the same conversation. One person goes out and it changes their life, and the other person, nothing changes. And I'm going to propose that it has to do with the way they came into the conversation. If a person comes into a meeting, they come into a conversation with a pessimistic attitude, and they think that it's not going to work for them, then it's probably not going to work for them. If they come in and they experience this new found information, and they have a belief that it's going to change their life, well, there's a good chance it's going to change their life. You've heard me talk about my my thoughts on pessimism and realism. You know, I have a friend who's a contractor, and he's always talking about how he's not a pessimist, he's just a realist. Well, it turns out in his reality, the world is really negative. And 
As a result, he constantly gets negative things in his life. You see, he knows that being a pessimist is not the most optimistic thing in the world to do. So he has to put a softener out there, and he calls it being realistic. But realistic is relative. Realistic is realistic for you. You know, it may be realistic for one person that they can never earn more than $30,000 in a year. And to another person, realistic means I can never justify earning only $30,000 in a year. I have to earn $300,000. See, what is realistic? Realistic is relative. Pessimism, optimism has to do with an energy. Are you being expectant of something good happening or are you being expectant of something bad happening? That's the energy that we're talking about. And whenever you look at your own life and you say, why do things happen to me? Why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen? I'm going to suggest that it has to do with the energy that you're putting out there. Are you putting a positive energy or are you putting a negative energy? What are you expecting the world to give you back? You've heard me talk about Dr. Bruce Lipton and the placebo studies that they've done in the area of psychology, and they've shown that in some cases, as much as 60% of the subjects can experience a healing with a placebo, with a pill that has nothing in it but maybe sugar and nothing else, or you know something that has no impact to you. But they tell the people, hey, this is the pill, this is the magic pill. And they give it to the person, and the person takes it, And they take it for a month or two months. And after a while, they say, yeah, I think I'm feeling better. In fact, they've even been able to show the placebo effect with surgeries. They've been able to do surgeries on people, cut their leg and do the incisions of a surgery, but not actually do the work of a surgery. And people still heal. How can that be? How can somebody heal from a surgery that never actually took place other than they instilled the belief that they were going to heal? That's the effect of the placebo, and that's the difference. It's about belief. It's about what you're expecting this thing to do for you. And so if you're expecting for a disease to come upon you, guess what? It's probably going to come upon you. If you expect for it to make you really sick and die, you're probably going to die. We've heard stories of, many stories of people who get the prognosis from their primary care physician. You have this terminal disease. You have six weeks to live. And sure enough, Five and a half weeks later, they're on their deathbed and they die within a couple of days of six weeks. How is it that that can happen? Other than the expectation has been set, and once you believe it, it tends to come true. In some of the more primitive areas of the planet, there are some rituals and initiations, if you will, that they make people of their community go through to prove courage or to prove different things. Some areas it might be fire walking or maybe drinking poison or something that should kill you. But regardless, the outcome is the same. It's to prove a person's worth or prove that a person is able to withstand something that could kill them. How can they do it? How can you walk on fire and not be burned? How can you drink poison and not die? And the answer is because if there's an energy around your body that believes you will not die, it will not be burned, and if it believes that you're going through to the other side, then we've even seen in the Bible that it says you can walk through fire and not be burned. You can go through the fire and not be burned. 
right? What is that? It's an energy. So whenever you look at your own life, if you're struggling and you say, why is it that I keep trying this and I keep failing? I keep trying this and I keep struggling. I want to propose to you that there's an energy around it. There's an expectation of failure. There's an expectation of struggle. And you need to change that. You need to change the expectation to be an expectation of something positive, an expectation of belief. You say, well, Jeremy, you don't understand. You don't know how hard it is. Oh, I do, because I've had to overcome it in my own life. But you've got to look at the outcome that you want, and you got to start believing that outcome and experiencing it today as though it's already happened. Otherwise, what you're going to end up doing is constantly staying in a negative cycle that pulls you down. In a similar way, you can look at what's happening in society as a whole. And if society as a whole is afraid, if they're afraid of the economy crashing, they're afraid of a virus outbreak, or if they're afraid of a political party, what do you think is going to happen? As a whole, society is going to bring all this negativity in, and it's going to actually oppress society. And so people have a lot more power than they realize over politics. They have a whole lot more power than they realize over the economy and over a virus and over all sorts of things that could kill society or take us out or hurt us if we would just approach these things in a positive way. We don't need politicians to fix everything. We don't need religion to fix everything. What we need is we need we, the people, the human beings, to work together towards a common good that is positive. You know, one of the good things about natural disasters is it brings out the best in people and they come together and they start helping each other. That is actually a good energy that comes together through crisis. In a twisted way, once you get through the shock of it, the crisis actually pulls people together. That is actually a positive energy. But why do we have to have a crisis to work together? What if we all just start working towards positive things, positive outcomes, positive good, and see where it lands us. And I think what you're going to find if you bring that into your own life is you're going to start attracting things that are excellent in your life. You're going to start attracting the successes that you want, the financial gain, the better relationships, all the stuff that you really want. And in a similar way, if you keep finding yourself getting all the stuff that you do not want, well, ask yourself, what am I doing to attract this into my life? What energy am I putting out? I know your first reaction is going to be very innocent. First reaction is, I did nothing. I did nothing. But take every thought captive. Ask yourself, what am I thinking about? What am I focused on? Am I focused on the struggle? Am I focused on the pain? Am I focused on what I don't have? Or am I focused on all the goodness that's coming my way? And if you can focus on the goodness that's coming your way with a spirit of gratitude, with a a grateful heart, focused on how wonderful life is and how appreciative you are, that you get to be a spiritual being having a human experience on this planet. If you can focus on that, you might just be surprised at how much you can control the outcomes in your life. Hey folks, thanks for listening. I hope you really appreciate this episode and that it brought some awareness to how energy works in your life and all around you. I encourage you to continue studying in this area. I'm not an expert by any means, but uh, there is plenty of information that's out there. So uh, go start studying in this area. And if I can be any assistance, then please 
feel free to reach out. Also, I want to remind you, I have a brand new e-course available on my website. It's called Think Rich Secrets. Think Rich Secrets. It's free. It's right there on my homepage at jeremywhaley.com. And if you just go straight to my homepage at jeremywhaley.com, get yourself signed up for my Think Rich Secrets, I will send you a series of emails that I know you're going to really love, as well as a couple of videos as well. And I will share some of the great secrets that I've learned over the years. Also, if you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, if you haven't shared it with your friends and your family, well, what are you waiting for? This is the time to do it. Get subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Google or Stitcher or anywhere else that you like to listen to podcasts and share it with your friends and your family and your neighbors and everybody else who is in your life. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, remember you were created to live an extraordinary life. Embrace it, receive it, do all the things that are necessary so that you can live and experience all that you were created to live. Until next time, live extraordinary. Live extraordinary.